0: Reading is taken from Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Euodia and I plead with Sintich to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women, since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Well, I made made a uh, new purchase this week and uh, brought it with me. Interested to see what I've been spending my money on. Here we go, it's in a lovely uh, red colour. Anyone know what this is? This is a wobble board. Okay, now when it came, I ordered it, it said wobble box, but when it came in the box, the box says balance board. Okay, but my experience is that I'm doing more wobbling than I am balancing. I don't know if anyone else has ever used one and had that same experience. It's supposed to help you out with your core strengthening and your stability and all those sorts of things. So I thought I'd preach this morning on a wobble board and have 15 minutes extra to practice with my core stability. Now if, um, if I'm struggling I might abandon that idea but we'll see how we go. So here we go. We've got a little mat to stop it, stop it slipping. Here we go. Ooh. There we go. Is it going to work, do you think? Those watching at home are wondering quite what's going on. So, Philippians 4, Philippians 4, and Paul is exhorting the Philippian believers to stand firm in the Lord. And that's been a regular refrain. Jesus speaks of standing firm, he encourages his disciples to stand firm. Paul does so in most of his letters. Peter and James do as well. Stand firm in the Lord. A call to stay rooted in Jesus and not to be swayed. To keep their feet firmly planted. To resist temptation and to hold true to God's word. It's not that easy though, is it? I wonder if anyone has had a bit of a wobble during lockdown. Anyone feel they've had a bit of a wobble of some sort during lockdown? Quite a few people acknowledging that here, and no doubt, at home as well. Now, for me, uh, those who know me know I'm not a big wobbler. Occasionally there's something that you know, throws me completely, but on the whole I tend to be pretty much on an even keel. But actually during lockdown there have been times when there's been you know, little wobbles. There's been times when perhaps it's been sort of quieter work-wise, it's been quieter at home, and I've been a bit bored and a bit demotivated, and had a bit of a wobble. A bit discombobulated, you might say. All of us have wobbles. One of the passages I've been reading this week was from uh, 1 Kings 18 and 19, which is the story of Elijah. Elijah, of course, was that prophet who was powerfully used by God. And in 1 Kings 18, he has one of his great victories. With God's help, he overcomes the prophets of Baal. God has blessed him and proved himself faithful. It's a real high point in Elijah's story. And yet, the very next chapter, we find Elijah slumping under a tree. And he says, It's too much. I might as well be dead. He's in the depths of despair. He's having a major wobble after a time of great security and of great success. The Apostle Paul himself, he wobbles. You read in uh, Romans 7 where he talks about his struggles with sin. He despairs over his own failings. Wobble is a part of life. But in these few verses in Philippians 4, Paul provides a few antidotes to wobble. A few specific reminders as to how we might stand more firm in the Lord. So just very briefly, four antidotes to wobble. Of course, there's many more than this. The first one is keeping in right relationship with others. Discord is a major source of wobble. It causes tension, it causes anxiety, it causes us sleepless nights and pain. When we're out of sorts with other people, it causes us pain and it grieves God. And Paul, in this passage, addresses some specific discord in Philippi. We don't get the detail, but two women have fallen out. Euodia and Sinchi have had a bit of a barnet. And Paul pleads with them to resolve their differences and encourages others. To help them. So often, when there's conflict, pride actually plays a big part, and we're too uh, proud to admit that we've got it wrong. We're unwilling to budge. We stand firm in our own ego. Of course, there will be times when we see things differently, when we debate and disagree. But respecting and honouring the other is fundamental to our calling. So, right relationships, the first antidote to wobble. The second one, grateful hearts. Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. In fact, Paul says it again and again in his letter. And he lives it. There's different phrasing, but there's a consistent challenge. So, chapter 1, verse 18 Because of this, I rejoice and I will continue to rejoice. Chapter two, verse seventeen and eighteen. I am glad, and I will rejoice with all of you, so you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Chapter two, verse twenty-nine. So then, welcome him, Epaphroditus, in the Lord with great joy. Chapter three, verse one. Rejoice in the Lord. Paul seems to be quite keen on rejoicing. It's more than the uh, you know the sort of rejoicing encouraged by former British Prime Ministers, both Maggie Thatcher and Tony Blair, used that sort of language of rejoicing when British troops had successes, first of all in the Falklands and then later in Iraq. It's rather more than the rejoicing that your football team has avoided relegation or achieved a European place. Rejoicing in the Lord, rejoicing in who he is and what he's done. If we lift our eyes above the daily grind or the specific challenges we face which might cause us to wobble, we find strength and hope in the Lord who conquered death, who brings healing, who offers life to the full. Wobble ye not. Right relationships, grateful hearts. Number three, reliance on God. Verses 4 to 7 of this little passage, one of the most memorable parts of the letter. Rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. Paul continues, let your gentleness be evident to all, the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus in every situation whatever the degree of wobble you're experiencing present your requests to God with the assurance the twin assurance the Lord is near whether Paul's writing about the Lord being uh, near and proximate in a particular situation or whether he's speaking about the, uh, the return of Christ one day the Lord is near And then secondly, the promise of his peace. How often do we struggle and strain in our own strength, getting in more and more of a tangle and becoming increasingly anxious when we could and should be presenting our situation to God in prayer? Our series on prayer in the spring term came at just the right time, didn't it? just as coronavirus was taking a hold. And I hope we've all been able to apply some of that teaching and use some of the tools that were shared to enable us to stand firm in Christ with the assurance of his presence, his peace and our salvation. So the third antidote to wobble, reliance on God. One final antidote in this particular passage, clear minds, Sometimes we don't help ourselves. We invite wobble. Watching films of gratuitous violence or explicit sex, getting entangled in pornography or other addictions which cause our focus to wander, reading trashy novels for escapism, spending time with people who undermine us and are bad for us, going to places which might lead us into temptation. And Paul writes, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. We have choices, don't we, all of us? We choose what we eat, what we watch, what we read, what we focus our attention on, what we give our time to. Some things cause us to wobble in our relationship to God and to others. Some things enrich us and build us up, helping us to stand firm. So four antidotes to wobble from this passage. Healthy relationships, grateful hearts, reliance on God and clear minds. And all in the context of supportive community. There's a hint of that in verse 9, where Paul encourages the Philippians to follow his example. We learn from one another. There's overpowering evidence of that community support in the whole letter, as we've discovered in the past week. Well, I've I've waffled on and I've wobbled on. Now, ideally, I'd now like to get one person standing on my left and one person standing on my right, but... They'd have to be two distances, uh, two metres away, so I wouldn't be able to use the illustration particularly well. But if I had someone here and someone there, and I was facing Wobble, I could actually find support from those two people either side. And in our Christian community, we find that support from one another, so what you might call the horizontal relationships, alongside that vertical relationship, our relationship with God Himself. Together with those things, we're able to stand firm. Wobble is a part of life. Jesus uses the illustration, doesn't he, in uh, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, where he talks about uh, the foundations on which we build our lives. Do we build on sand or do we build on rock? And he talks about the fact that the, you know, the winds and the rain will come. We will experience challenges to our faith, to our stability, to our life. But in Christ, with the support of his people, we find ourselves on surer footing and firmer ground. Let's pray. Father God, as we hear your call to stand firm we acknowledge that that is sometimes a struggle. That all sorts of things crowd in on us and cause us to wobble. But thank you, Lord God, for the wisdom of Scripture. Thank you, Lord God, for the gift of others around us. And thank you, Lord, most of all, for your gift of life, of forgiveness, of new hope and of salvation. Help us to find in you that sure foundation, whatever the challenges we might face in these days ahead. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.